right. <laughs> well, 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 well. Welcome to episode nine of the Bias Football Takes. Uh, I am the very, very happy and jovial part of the uh, of the show, uh, the anchor of the show. Uh, and as you can tell, uh, I look forward to this week's episode. I I've been looking forward to this week's episode from uh, uh, Saturday. As soon as they blew the final whistle of Arsenal Bournemouth, um, what a fantastic, fantastic weekend this was! And so, the this week's episode, um, we have a special guest uh, in the house, but uh, the episode will go as follows. So we will go over the review of this splendid weekend. <laughs> and oh, she will talk. Sorry, you see how excited I, I am. I even forgot that she was here. So, uh, she you can talk. Hi. A- anyways. <laughs> Welcome to this episode. My name is Oluwashio Winsala. <laughs> and, you know, as Lagbaja has said, no matter the condition, just be happy. You know, what I put to you, it rains, sunshine, you know, snow, spring, winter, anything. Just be happy, you know. So it's just life. Things happen. Can you imagine? As in, this man has been so beaten and he's so dejected that he has thought to Socrates. He has thought to Socrates. He's philosophy. It happens. It's life. It's life. It's one of those things. The guy that a philosopher, he said, whatever happens, be happy. He eat, pray, love. More love, less ego. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life. No, yo, I enjoyed this weekend. Um, and so, um, when we'll get a special guest to introduce himself later on in the show, but uh, we have Mamuz, who's uh calling all the way from Germany. So shout out, big shout out to him. Um, yeah. yeah. And so the the episode will go as follows. Uh, so. Um, you know, go over this week the uh, results from this past weekend, <laughs> and then we'll give Shem a chance to vent and express his frustrations about United and Seven Hag. Oh, sorry, Ten Hag. <laughs> seven Hag. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then we'll talk about Syria A, and uh, uh and uh, you know what's happening in that league there, uh, which is where Mamuz will feature heavily in, and then we'll go into. Uh, this, you know, the upcoming games for um, from for the weekend. So um, I guess we can start off with, you know, the the results from this past weekend. Before I dive in into the obviously there are two standout games as far as I was concerned. Uh, but before we get to those ones, uh, let's just touch on some some other ones. So City beat Newcastle. Um, I mean. Newcastle had chances; they just couldn't score, which is very disappointing as an Arsenal fan. And I think United fans too, at the time, were hopeful, right, Chiang? Hopeful what? That City might slip up and you might you know, catch up to them. I, I mean, you people are dreamers, so I don't understand. <laughs> See, we've this, had this discussion many times. We just want to not relegate this season. So, our see our. I think, in actual fact, being or no seriousness, Newcastle losing that game kind of puts United in a very good spot. So, I, so I, I don't really for, think, for top four. Yes, I don't really yeah. think any United fan wanted City to lose. 
Mm, I don't I think was. so. Oh, so okay. Well, I guess yeah. I, I I thought you were in you know fight for the title, but I guess top for for some people is the title. So that's fine. No, <laughs> personally, I feel like after the result they had against uh, Liverpool, then the kind of they're kind of happy that City won. I don't mm. know if you understand. Mm. Before the match, they all, they all wanted City to lose so that they can cash up with City. But seeing like they lost more seven zero with the goal difference, and <laughs> like I see, if, okay, nobody's behind us that can cash us up. You understand? Liverpool match surprising, but um, Arsenal, Bournemouth. What? Anyway, no, no, no. I'll just keep over that three two. I'll touch on that later on. Villa Palace. Um, Villa beat Crystal Palace one zero. Uh, shout out to Unai Emery. Former Arsenal coach, uh, Brighton, they tra- they they wallowed West Ham four. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Ham is in, is in crisis. I think uh, I don't know what's going to happen with David Moyes, but uh, yeah, they're in crisis. That's for sure. Uh, Chelsea beat Leeds United. Um, uh, it seems like, and again after beating Dortmund, it seems. I mean, there's a lot to be. You know, there, there are a lot of games left in the season, but it seems like Chelsea is slowly or surely starting to find their feet. Once again, Tottenham lost. They mm-hmm. lost to uh, Wolves. Uh, and and sure, at any point, if, if there's any, you know, game that you want to highlight on, just, you know, holla. Uh, <laughs> Southampton beat Leicester. Uh, it seems like that was a very big win for, you know, for the fight in the battle for relegation. So, well done, Southampton. Um, and then the next day, Sunday, Nottingham Forest and Everton drew. That was a really good game. Uh, 2-2. Uh, Liverpool and Man United. Uh, we'll touch on that later. <laughs> and then Brentford beat Fulham uh, 3-2 yesterday. So, now let's go into the games. Of wait, the- wait, the- wait. The- relax. I think I got some of those predictions correctly. Because I remember I spoke about Chelsea, Leeds. I was saying that Leeds cannot beat Chelsea. I knew Chelsea was going to win. Yeah, then, yeah. And I think Aston Villa too. I yeah. spoke about that. Yeah, yeah. Then, of course, of course, this guy is Everton. I just knew, I just knew something was going to go wrong. Now, I, I, think, I think you said Everton, uh, uh, not your first winner, and I said it would be a draw. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just knew that Everton wasn't going to win. They can't so, win. <laughs> you just got lucky, Arsenal. But that's fine. That's fine. And I knew this this Johnson boy, the boy, is, the boy is on fire. He's looking good, yeah. He's looking and, good. Uh, I, know, I know how to pick them now. <laughs> I know how to pick them. Did you know how to pick anyway? <laughs> mm. I'm talking about the players. I'm talking about, I know how to pick talent. Okay, okay. So, so let's let's focus... Actually, on Arsenal Bone, because I mean, what a a game of football! What a game of. By the way, by the way, before I go into that match, um, I'm sure you're seeing that uh, the FA wants to charge Arsenal for the celebrations that uh, uh, you know players had after the the winning goal. So I, I'll touch on that. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that, but that I'll, it's going to make it. I, I need to make a point on that anyway. So the game started. I mean, going to the game, everyone expected Arsenal to, you know, beat Dortmund. I believe our last guest, Dortmund, said that by 30 minutes or at the 30th minute mark of the game, Arsenal would be, it'd be like double digits, something, something like that. Like, yeah. So everyone expected Arsenal to, uh, 
completely destroy Bournemouth because you know top of the league. Arsenal have been flying, uh, playing really good football this season. Bournemouth has been struggling, and then nine seconds in, they score. Okay, and and the way they scored was it seemed like Arsenal was just not ready for the game. You know, had not just had just not like activated, like you know, come alive in the game. They were still like maybe getting ready, and then. And then, uh, you know, Arsenal created some chances. But the new, uh, Bournemouth had another chance, although offside. But Ramsdale had to make an amazing save. He had to make an incredible save uh, to deny them. Second half starts. They score a second goal. And, you know, now we're thinking, okay, what the hell is actually what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And then, party scores. Now, uh, a Smith, Smith, Smith Rowe came on and then he was taken off. But before he, he, he was taken off, he assisted Thomas Partey's goal. And that kind of like, once that first goal went in, yeah, because I, I, I was texting some of my boys like, yo, listen, like, we can't, we, we will do this essentially. Because one thing Ateta has done for me, yeah, is that like, now I believe that Arsenal, against smaller teams, including Man U, right? Even if we go behind, like we will get those three points. It's just City, and we need to cross. You know, there's a there's a there's a, a mental uh, a battle that we just need to overcome. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so two two one. When White scores his first goal for Arsenal in the Premier League, two two, and you're thinking, okay, Arsenal will drop points, but at least they didn't lose at the Emirates. And then Smith Rowe just. I don't know if you've seen that. Th- I don't know if you guys have seen that thread on Twitter where it's Arsenal fans from all over the world like celebrating the goal. Why? Why? Why, why would I? Why would I sit down and watch that? You should. You should be happy for people so that good why? things happen to you. That's why you got beat seven <laughs> zero because you're not happy for people that are celebrating. No, but you need to see that vid- those videos. They're incredible. Like the emo- the raw pour out of emotions was just amazing to see like what you know football really means to people all over the world like you see people i mean there's this one of people in Nigeria in like a, a, a viewing center and the guy was the, the there was an anchor interviewing a chelsea fan you know and the guy was saying oh Chelsea," and then behind him there like maybe 50 guys watching, watching the game. Yeah, and just... then Please, please, please! All these things, nobody has time for this. <laughs> for this let, talk. Me, let me let me bring let me bring some input into that match. Thank you, Jerry. Um, ah, all this talk, talk, talk. I never <laughs> understand. I mean, first, please. first thing first, the goal that Asana conceded in nine minutes. I think that's the, nine seconds. Yeah, nine seconds. Sorry, that's the second uh, fastest Perfect. goal ever in the history of Premier League. Yeah, and uh, I think that was a training ground move. Yeah. You understand? It was a training ground move. And I don't, I wouldn't want to really blame the players for the goal because it's not a standard uh, occurrence kick-off, making yeah. that move. Yeah, from mm-hmm. kickoff. Yeah, right. But I think the, but the second goal, I don't know how this. Uh, I think Party was at. It first was Party. Yep. Goal. It was Party. He lost. Yep. He lost yep. his marker, and yep. the guy got a free header. Now, yep. when Arsenal, I was. In the gym watching the game, I was trying to do my normal uh, routine, cardio stuff, and I was looking at the game. When Arsenal scored two, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I, 
I've been following them this season, and I felt like if Arsenal can score maybe in the next five minutes, they could get something from the game. Because Proto, even scoring the first goal, the uh, Bournemouth were defending very, very well, trying yeah. to close the space and everything. But there's something about football if you are sitting deep and yeah. trying to do low block at some point pressure, towards, yeah. towards the, end, towards of the end. end of the game you players yeah. tend to get hired yep. yep so i was banking on that that at some point these players will get tired and arsenal have the youngest team in premier league so these are players young boys that are full of energy so if you keep on pressing some two were coming. So they scored the first goal. I think they scored the second goal in the 70th minute. And I felt like, okay, they just needed one more goal. And everything will be okay. But the team kept on pushing 70, 80, 90 minutes. And I just the moment the the linesman put on the the, the board with nine six minutes extra. I, I yeah, was, knew now. Yeah, I watched, <laughs> I, the I watched the game to the 96th minute. The moment it touched the 96th minute, I just like, okay, as soon as I drew this game. No, I didn't know okay, the Of course, it was six minutes and it was already on the sixth minute. Yes. And I'm like, okay, as soon as it's not winning this game. Refi blue, ni- refi did not blue. <laughs> I know, I know, the refi did not blue, but 96th minute, yeah, it's not something like you knew, like, okay, any moment from now they're going to blow out, like, okay, maybe it's not just Arsenal day. One point is not bad, you understand, from 2 0 down. Only for me to go freshen up, come back, and I'm like, what? How? <laughs> no, so, 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 like, first of all, Sean, wait, Sean, you can't say that the referee did not blow when their keeper was wasting time. One, two, they, they were their players. There was a time when their player was on the floor, so like obviously the referee has to make up. Yeah, that, was in, that wasn't were... sorry, sorry, that wasn't within that six minutes. Oh my, no, it wasn't within, I was wasting time. No, it wasn't within minutes. the six minutes. It no, wasn't no, there was a goal kick where the keeper was wasting time within the six minutes. It wasn't there, wasn't <laughs> you guys, you guys had the ball the most of the time. No, yes, but, and, and I the think little in the time extra, they had... the extra time, one of the players went down. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. had to treat him or yeah, something. It was only obvious that. Yeah. yeah, but I just, you know, this thing sometimes it's it's of the ref discretion. I've not seen many games where the ref, even if players spend two minutes on in extra time, once it gets to the final minute, they end the game. You Serie A is, is a very funny league that if the ref gives me five minutes, 94 minutes 50 seconds is blowing that game off. <laughs> Same <laughs> to Ilan, that's standard. Yeah, you clearly do add extra and everything, but like I said, it depends. But like you say, it's never over until it's over. And mm, you want to know point. something funny as well? I find it very, very hilarious and also uh, 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 a state of where the club is now that it's mostly United fans who are saying that. You know, it was 96. Uh, Arsenal scored 97 when it was actually supposed to be, you know, <laughs> nine, six minutes extra on 96. It will when, cost it. When, it will cost it. Now, wait now. When, when, I mean, it is well documented. In fact, there's literally something called Fergie time where teams would like the, the game should have ended and United would get extra time and then score. And other teams will be left wondering, like, w- is there some. Extra like conspiracy going on because do, do, makes... do, 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 do you know do you know the funny thing what from the documentation that you're talking about United and the Fergie time was just a meet I think if... Liverpool wait relax 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 I think <laughs> Liverpool 
or or, or Arsenal scored more uh, ex- added time goals than anybody in the EPL. So don't don't. I I can't I can't take that for I can't take that I can't take that. I'm for. telling you. I, I'm I, don't, no, okay, you, don't worry. You know what will happen. What's your source? Wait, wait, just, just, I'm telling you. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait now. Next, our next next episode, I'm gonna go and bring out a full uh stats to bring to back that up. Anyways, moving on. No, no, no. Let me just let me just round up on on Arsenal's game. I um uh, on this Arsenal game, and then move on to United Liverpool. So I think it was it was really really um it was a a testament of the mental strength and maturity of these boys to, you know, not... Because Arsenal teams of, of you know, of past seasons would have just essentially said, okay, we're losing. And then maybe the w- periods when Arteta came in and you could see a, a switch in mentality, then they would settle for at least a draw. But now, like, they are really, really mature and they feel like they can go for every available point. That's one. Two... It's we can see that something truly incredible is happening with Arsenal this season. I mean, in the space of two weeks, they've look at the Aston Villa game. I mean, how does Jorginho Georgin, doesn't shoot often? I mean, at least based on what we all know of his time at Chelsea, he shot the ball, he hit the post, he hit Emi Martinez's head, and went in. That doesn't happen like for every team, you know. Like there, there's something happening, and then obviously. Uh, Smith, uh, Rich Nelson's goal. So I, I just think, and I, and you can quote me here now. You can literally quote me here now. Arsenal is going to win the league. Okay, I've said no it. problem. Okay. Do you Let's want to talk on. about? Wait. Do you want to talk about the celebration thing? Right. I'm finding you before. Good. Good. So I've said it before that. Say the truth, though. Say the truth from the beginning. Don't, don't be. Don't no, be going. This is, this, is bias, this is the bias football take. So I'm, I'm sorry. Listening. I have to stick to the name of the okay of the program. This is not Please. The truth. Thank this you. The program all the time. So, even though I say the truth most of the time. No, no. But I find it ridiculous. I mean, these players are human beings. When there is a, there is a, there is a, there's an, there's a football um, analyst who once wrote. I can't remember his name. That how you can tell that you know football is incredible is when you see players not knowing how to you know, how to respond when a goal is scored like because generally speaking when a goal is scored you know everybody just goes hogs the or uh, uh some players depending on the team culture and then if the team is behind for example they, someone run pick up the ball you know but but there are, there are certain standard procedures for goals but there are some points where you don't truly know how to contain the joy and emotion because what you've just witnessed is truly, truly incredible and has rarely happened before in your career. And that's what we saw on Saturday. You don't go to nil down and, and then you score the winning goal at the very last kick of the game in the manner in which Riz Nelson did for a player who has barely played this season. So the FA trying to file Arsenal when, when teams like City have like, you know, uh, 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 char- multiple charges of corruption and uh, uh, not, you know, not not disclosing information. And the F, like, like, like. So all I'm trying to say is, when Arsenal fans say that there's a conspiracy against them, these things, po- or, or you know, or you have cases where VAR blatantly does Please, not see them. Just stick on that. Stick on celebration. No, thing. no, no. Don't, stop, don't, don't, don't go around, around. It's part stick of the bigger picture. 
it's part of a bigger picture anyway. So yeah, that's that's just I find it ridiculous that the league is okay. trying to charge. The okay. So that. the first time the first time they charge you guys for this celebration, what happened? Mm-hmm. What did you guys do? How, how did the offense come about? What, do you remember? What, which one are you talking of? There was an there was because a celebration. There was a celebration this season. Do you remember what happened? What happened? No, talk now since you're not. No, 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 you're the one who brought conspiracy. Talk because there have been multiple there have been multiple charges against us. This, <laughs> this, this boy with white hair on his head that came from city ran away, ran all the way from the stand with in his mufti. It wasn't on it wasn't on his, on the match day list. Ran away from the stand, come and celebrate. The yes, the still was you never know who he was. <laughs> so Wait, if you celebrate and you pull up your shirt, is that a yellow card or not? Regardless of what's happened. But you said he wasn't in the match day squad. Yeah, but he was down now. He was, he was, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm asking you a question now. If you score a goal and you pull up your jersey, is that a yellow yeah, card or not? Yeah, that's a yellow card. That's a yellow card. So why, why should that... Why, why is that stated in the laws? It's set in stone. But because that's not offence, they should just ally because that's not scored... Uh, 97th minute because somebody who has not played football since 1987 decided to score the goal. So no. we should we should understand. Wait. Is that what you are telling us? No, no, no. Who took off his shirt? Who took off? Is, uh, no, no I'm off giving an example that if you take off your shirt or if you have something something written on your shirt, is that a yellow card or not? No, wait, hold on, hold on. It depends. No, for example, there's I can counter that. Um, uh, I can't remember which Ghanaian player scored if uh, scored uh, uh and he took off his shirt to commemorate yes uh this boy uh Yunus yes uh Kudu sorry not Yunus yes. Kudus and he was not given a yellow card because that, there's context to that context, because exactly wait wait listen listen exactly listen, listen. because the world the football world mourned a football player so that, everybody that's what wait I'm saying. relax 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 everybody understood everybody knew that so are you telling me that each game referees used to go and check each player's profile to know oh this person has not played since uh, 13, 13 years ago decided to play today and scored. So no, what's the, the manner in which you celebrate. What's the relevance eh? of that to this? No, no, I'm telling you that there's a set rule. If you violate it, whatever happens, whatever reason why you did it, I've seen a game where they get somebody yellow card for a foul. He scores, pulls off his shirt, gets a second yellow card, and becomes red. Out of the game, it happens. So, yeah, no, it happens. So don't say because uh, this guy has not played football in 1987. That's why even it's called if you look on another side with the, the passion, the whatever word you are using. No, bro, nobody. Anyway, nobody. Anyways, anyway, no, that, my, that's my, my body's odd today. Let's <laughs> I move can't on. see. I can't Let's see. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Please. Let's so, move on. so you know, so everybody's still on the high from Saturday, and then Sunday comes. At the Anfield, you know, like I saw all this day, I saw Gary Neville uh, and and uh, Roy Keane. They were laughing at Graham Sooners when he said that Liverpool will win. Gary Neville was like, haha, you know, you know how he is now. I'll be talking nonsense all the time. Typical United fan. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the game starts. United, actually, I'll give it to you guys. You created some chances. Rashford should have scored a one from over the top. He passed it right to Alisson. Bruno missed the header. Even though I didn't understand tactically why... Ten Hag played Bruno on the left against Trent, but I mean, you know, you will say the tactician, master tactician, so <laughs> shout out to him. Anyway, game starts and then 
but the United, it seemed, was always overloading like the left, uh, so so Liverpool, uh, their left side. Like they seemed to have more bodies on the left side, and so Allison kept, like on the, a number of occasions, I was like, ah, Allison seems to be able to just freely clip the ball to Robertson. Okay, so towards the end of the first half, Robertson he, again, Robertson is free. He finds Gakpo. Gakpo nets a beautiful curler. Second half, you know, United, but then I'm sure United fans were like, okay, you know, we can bounce back. Like it's just one nil. We were in the game. Steak and onions. Second half, I think 47, 46 minutes and some seconds. So 47 minutes, that when Nunes happened. And then, I think, she, in fact, you have to play, you have to play that clip of this. There's this Arabic commentator, yeah? <laughs> Arabic commentators are so much fun. But there's this Arabic commentator of uh, this, and how he describes. Uh, that gap was second goal. You have to play it for the audience. Uh, I, I'll send you the clip. You play for the audience because the way this guy Salah turned Martinez. So, Shem, as you know, we played ball together now. You know that there are those players who just like to dribble and like then they are defenders. Actually, that's how me and you used to be. <laughs> you, you try to block me as a defender and me because uh, I like to do so. I, when Salah did that to Lisandro Martinez, I felt it and I was very, very happy because Lisandro has been spectacular all season. And I think he needed someone to say, look, Otito. <laughs> anyway, he got sat down. He, uh, he sat down. Uh, Salah put him on the floor, assisted. And then it just kept, the goals just kept coming and coming and coming. And it was 7-0, man. What a wonderful day. One last point before you go. Um, Something similar happened in 2015 where Messi put Boateng on the floor like that and Boateng was never the same. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows that goal. Um, I just hope that Lissandro can bounce back from this because, yeah, that was quite embarrassing. Over to you, Sean. Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, that game. Uh, you know... There, there's been a pattern with Man United. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but they always start very slow. First half is always slow. Then you go in halftime and you come back, come out blazing the second half. In the last few games prior to the Liverpool game, we've always go down first. Then later, if we against Barcelona, against West Ham, there's been like a a pattern, you know, but. The problem is the the game, like you said, uh, Man United had their chances in the first half, but they went down at half time. I went on Twitter that day and I saw a lot of tweets. People were like, "Oh, it's like Liverpool didn't get the memo. You don't score Man United first. You you have to uh, you have to learn how to defend the second half because it will come or attacking." Which was what Man United did try to do, not did, but try to do in the second half. But one thing we all tend to forget is uh, them attacking Liverpool, like blazing second half. They were literally playing into Liverpool hands. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Yeah. More or less, like Liverpool have fast players. You are attacking them, thereby creating space at your back. The whole what they just needed to do was to counter attack, and they did it perfectly. When I mean perfectly, is every chance they got, they were scoring. 
every chance they got, they were scoring. It was like every time they attack Man United and they get close to the Man United goal, they were scoring. So they were so efficient. I think the old shot or the old shot on target they had, they scored. I can't remember the game making any save in that game. So it's in as much as uh, it was 7-0. I don't think Man United were 7-0 bad. We were really 7-0 bad that day. I just felt that they played into Liverpool's hand and they considered seven. Now, this is where I'm going to blame a little bit of the manager and leadership. The moment you are at Anfield, you've considered the third goal on the fourth, you just close up. No need mm-hmm. to attack. But they kept on attacking. I don't know what they were trying to prove. They were maybe probably they were trying to, because of the kind of form they were, they felt that they could always go and score and get back in the game. But you are playing Liverpool at Anfield. You, the fans, you know how Liverpool fans are screaming, motivating their players. The fans, you are playing against the fans, you are playing against the players. You are considered three goals. You are going to attack more, thereby creating space. And this whole episode was what really made them consider a lot of goals. So I know people were saying like my United defense is because I said something like that, like, okay, you guys have considered a lot of goals. All right, but I feel like it's my United were not a 7-0 bad that day. It was just probably one-off. A one-off, you're right. Probably a one-off. Yeah. But but one thing I would say is this the ability to ban 7-0, it's I think. I've, since I've never seen my United lose against 7-0 in my life. You understand? So, I don't know how the players are going to react to that. That's another thing, the psychology part that comes with it. Because as a defender, no matter the kind of form you're in, the moment you concede 7, it's always going to play in your head. You understand? Mm. So, how they're going to bounce back, they might bounce back get some maybe one zero two one games but for the lo- in the long term i don't see some of the players getting that initial confidence they were using to play earlier in the season yeah, yeah. so for me um i i looked at the game as a one off uh so i'm i'm going to start with the good parts and the bad parts so the, what we did right where during this period, we had so many games. Every, every, at every turn, at every game day, United was playing a match in the past three weeks or four weeks. So I want to chalk it down to fatigue. And I want to also chalk it down to probably not respecting Liverpool. I, I don't want to say not respecting Liverpool fully, but it's part of like being overconfident because... I've 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 heard clips of yeah. people saying, "Oh, Liverpool, United is on form." Yeah, and, I think Liverpool bad form to play the part. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Like and, 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 I, and I and I and I you know in our past episode we kind of skipped school because we I, I was of opinion that we're going to win, but but I said it's going to be a high scoring game, but but that was me being very very optimistic because knowing Liverpool this season, they've only played really well. Against their eternal rivals, Newcastle, the only team at some point to beat Newcastle, Oman away. Everton, they beat Everton so bad, and United. 
So I think when it meets those those traditional, Wait, hold on, hold on. They, no, no, no. I, I I just want to correct. But they also they looked really really good against Madrid in the first half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I mean that's still like it's like it's more like a motivation. Like it's like when I when I, when I meet some some traditional eternal. Oh, so you mean like teams that, that they have to step their game up? For. Yes, they need to like no 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 not step their game up. I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying that eternal rivals where, for example. When City, when under Mourinho, when City was supposed to win in their house against United, United, even though United has been very like up and down in that season, but against City in that game, we probably played our best game that season. So it just happens that you know those kind of games are very very tough and unfit again. You so, know, sorry to cut you short. Uh, you yeah. know, sometimes uh, it's a bit of both. You know, yeah, the fact that. Okay, anybody going to play Liverpool this season are like, okay, Liverpool are in bad form or in poor form. You understand? And we are humans. They tend to, I think the teams, especially these drivers, tend to drop their performance a little bit. Yeah. Because they feel like, okay. It's our time to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, it's our time to beat them. They're not playing fine. I'll tell you something. The arrogance my United had was why they considered seven. I'll tell yeah. you why. Yeah. yeah. Even I at three zero, my United always felt that they just needed to score one goal and, and they will come back. Team, yeah. And they will come back. You understand? Yeah. yeah. But if it was the Liverpool of oh, the moment they scored the second goal or the third goal, they would just lock shop like okay, yeah, we need this game. But we always felt that I think the players always felt that okay, we just need to probably see what Real Madrid did at yeah. Anfield. They'll be like, okay, two zero, you can still come back. Three, yeah. you can still come back. You might just scored five, you can come back. Yeah. And they played into their hands. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, so, so another thing is, well, and, I, and I've said this many times, I have followed United's game um, style pattern, Kenny this this season. Teams that press and kind of utilize the ball efficiently. Do tend to do better against us. A very good example was Leeds that two two, and I, I I saw that I was like we're in trouble because teams that play this kind of style will use the same pattern and the same zeal to play against us. And lo and behold, it was exactly what Liverpool did. Like we couldn't like at some point we were just all over the place. Exactly the way we played against Leeds, we couldn't we didn't find our shape. We couldn't attack properly. Like those games where we would pass the ball, a little bit of pattern here and there, it wasn't showing that game. So I, I just knew that, yes, from the beginning of the game, I knew we were going to lose. Because the way Liverpool was cutting us open, it was just too much. It was too bad. Then, now the bad part. This is where I, I need to be truthful. Aside from the fact that um, United is doing well under, I mean, seemingly doing well under 10 Ag. I don't want to make this comment because we lost the game, which, I mean, when you, when you lose a game, people start talking about your bad things. And all, but I don't want to join that. But I just want to state this for the record, not because we lost the game, just for record purposes. I feel Tenag has this stubbornness about him that's very similar to Pep, where he wants to play his own style and make teams change their tactics because of that, like, okay, I want to play my style, play, play, I play whatever I want to play, you just have to adapt to our, our style. Because this happened against Arsenal, even if we, we lost, I noticed it, and I made mention of it, Eriksen on Saka, never, never like, I, I, I've not gotten my UFA 
coaching badge, but I will not make that mistake. And that happened first half. Everybody, I saw it. I'm sure people saw it. Second half came. There were no changes to 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 rectify that. Now against Liverpool, there's no way in life. Even only that I used to give the stick to. No way in life would you place Bruno to play on the left midfield and allow just two people in the midfield against Liverpool. No way in life. Because putting Trent, putting um, Bruno on Trent and playing Wegos in the midfield and Rashford, I don't know. I, honestly, 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 100%, I didn't understand what I watched in that game. I don't understand what I was watching. Like, my, my football knowledge and IQ lost. Like, I, like I didn't understand what I was watching. I was confused. I was like, where's, where's Bruno? Why is Bruno playing on that, on that left-hand side? Why is Wegos? Because there was a time where Wegos got the ball and his decision-making was just bad. I know people people will have their opinions about where goes. I have, I have my opinion about where goes. But that game, then I did not set up the players. He didn't set up the players to succeed. And it happens. Like, people make mistakes. As a manager, this is another thing I, 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 I have against the NAG. His in-game management sometimes is very questionable. As a manager, you say, okay, this is not working. You've received... The first goal came in. First half... You could see it. Like you could see what's going to happen. Make a few changes here and there. Bring back Bruno into the midfield. Throw Rashford on Trent. Even if it's even if we lose, honestly, if we had lost that game seven zero, and we had a good attack attack uh, threat, and we were able to like do something, and we tried but it didn't work out. And I've been like, okay, yeah, one of those things. But we were architect of our own downfall. We couldn't arrange the players properly. There were no positioning. It was so bad that Ganacho came in and Ganacho played rubbish. Like, Ganacho was just falling all over the place. I'm like, what's happened to these guys? So, it brings me back to the point that maybe, maybe the players are... I, I, don't, like this, I don't like this excuse, but maybe the players have played so many games that they are tired. One, they disrespected Liverpool and they thought, oh, complacency is Liverpool, will beat them. So, all that just came into play and of course, Liverpool. This is Liverpool at Anfield. So, I mean, it's one of, it's one of, me personally think it's one of, but I want to see, as you said, I want to see how they will bounce back, which I feel they, they would, knowing they've lost 4-0 twice already this season. So, it's just 7-0. <laughs> no, <laughs> just I, 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 I mean, I, I personally think that they, they won't have the form that they had uh, prior to this uh, 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 embarrassment, why? Because the 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 team the team has the team is fragile mentally now. Uh, I don't I don't one, two. It, you also don't have the squad depth for the number. Of, I mean, you guys are you're challenging on four fronts, like you like you like some of your fans believed. But more, there's an underlying problem that United needs to address, and I say this as a fan of football. You have you don't have the squad depth that other teams around you have. I mean, you you can say some players you, you have injuries. Uh, I don't know why Sancho didn't play. I believe he's injured. I don't know why Martial didn't play. But I mean, besides those two, who else is on the bench? So you have an issue with your squad depth. I mean, McTominay is not a suitable deputy for Casemiro. 
Um, so, so like you have you have an issue with your team. I mean, City, for example, have the luxury of keeping like a Bernardo and Alvarez, Imares on the bench. You know, so so there's that there's that issue. Also, Ten Hag, I I truly think he needs to figure out one time because he's. I thought that he had figured out figured out the best place to play Rashford, right? Which is not as a set, as a pure nine. But in places where he can then make runs off of whoever's striking, I didn't understand why Rashford was, you know, most times the furthest player. I guess maybe he wanted to exploit Liverpool, uh, exploit spaces behind Liverpool, and you know, just run uh, behind them. But Liverpool didn't offer United that chance. And also, playing Bruno on the left, like I said earlier, was just a big, big mistake. You don't, you don't. I mean, if you if you know from the get go that Trent is possibly the weakest link in Liverpool's backline, you should go at him from the very get go. You know, make him nervous from minute one. None of that happened, and in fact, Trent was able to. You know, there, there's a time when Trent even because of how confident he was, uh, even though Rashford was offside, Trent was able to actually catch up to Rashford, tackle yep. him. Yep. You know, like that doesn't happen if you've. Made him afraid from the, the beginning. That does not happen because I, 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 you know what's funny. Confidence player. If, yeah. If, yes. If you if you if you damage if you dribble him once if you run past him once he's done. He's done for for the night. Like his head is no longer there because he's he'll start thinking of yo. It's another night. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know what's funny? If we had even played Ganacho and Ganacho had played yeah. rubbish, I'd be yeah. like, I mean, it's one of those things. He's like, young. Yeah. He's young. But put Bruno that. Bruno, honestly, Bruno is. Like, yeah, I have. Yeah, I wanted. So I wanted to just finalize on, on this. Bruno, so very early in, in when United got him, I was like, this guy is actually world class. Because I mean, when he has the ball, Bruno is an excellent player. But then another mistake that this guy made is Bruno doesn't have that work rate of being able to chase back. No. Where, and so, like putting him on the wing where you have. A trend bombing forward, you have Salah obviously. Uh, Shaw would need support if you're not going to play Shaw, then play. Uh, uh I-, I felt that okay, yeah, he played Shaw. I mean, if you're not going to play somebody that would support, then I think Malasia because Malasia that kid would chase everything down, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not again, like, like you rightly said, we're not UFR uh, licensed coaches and we don't get paid by. Because there are some teams that you know, you know, they they can decide to still pay the coach without having a, a proper license. But yep, but I think there's a team in France that's doing that now. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I saw, I saw that. Yeah, but they, they pay 12,000 euros per game or yeah, something like that. But 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 he should have seen that. Uh, uh, show on that wing needed help, and then it was now causing more problems because. Uh, Martinez would go over there, and that would then create more space. Thank in you. Middle, in the middle for <sighs> you know Javi Elliott and, and Fabinho, because Fabinho had a fantastic game because he didn't. He, he wasn't. I mean, people, someone like him who doesn't have the legs anymore, still being able to you know cover that much ground or have that kind of game against United, it shouldn't be happening in this day and age. Someone like Henderson. Henderson was having a, a love. So, so, I mean, like. Yeah, that, that no, was... no, so you see, you see what you know, do you know why, do you know why that, that, that happened? 
was because we had only two people in the midfield. That's what I'm saying. You you, you should have more bodies in the midfield. Like, yes. Vegas can't cover that much ground. Vegas is not a 10. Yeah, Vegas is not, not a 10. Not, yeah. Vegas it can just... work for it can work for smaller teams, but against a team like Liverpool, I, I, I feel, yeah, that's poor. But anyway, let's move on quickly. Um, It was a lovely result, Sha. I, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed so much uh, this weekend. Okay, uh, so now we, we want to talk about Syria. Uh, um, and I guess we'll bring on Mamus to talk on some more. But before we dive in, I just want to highlight again that uh, I'm happy for for my Nigerian brother, Victor Simen. Um, I'm happy that, you know, he's having the kind of season he's having. And uh, for, for the sake of Nigeria's, uh, um, you know, Nations Cup and national team aspirations, um, long may, may, may this continue. All right, so at this point... We would like to welcome our special guest all the way from Germany, where it's what well past midnight now. Yes. Um, welcome, Mamuz. Social kickoff running. Yeah, Mamuz is, is so funny story. Mamuz is originally originally a United fan, but he went to Syria because Mourinho went to no, no went to Syria because Lukaku went to Inter, and. Decided to stay with Inter and not come back home, bro. So, you are, how can you be a Lukaku supporter in this day and age? Show is wrong there. I'll explain what happened, right? Now, when Man United were having their issues during the Moreno era, then a lot of us had different opinions about what the problem was. Some people felt it was a managerial problem, some people felt it was a structural problem. And when we structure like the transfer policies, the the recruitment, recruitment, mm. the also we're not having director of football and yeah. all, yeah, and we're also seeing player power at play during the time. So it was more of a structural problem. Right. But people felt, oh, if you change the manager and get another manager, everything's going to be all right instead. And it kind of created a big problem there because some my United fan believe it was a structural problem. Some my United fan believe it was a manager problem. So my United fans also believe it was just the players having issues. And there are some fans also that believe it was a bit of every part. So when it became so it became so bad that I actually felt that as long as the Glazers are still the owner of my united i don't see anything this happening anytime soon i said it back then this was like in 2019 yeah uh, when same group with dotu yeah the same group with dotu i said yeah. it back then like i don't say I, I think i might need to focus on another league so apparently that period lukaku went to inter so it was more of a coincidence but it doesn't even have to do with lukaku i'll explain what happened Inter Milan was a club that they were having almost similar issues with Man United, like similar issues back then. After they won the treble, uh, Moreno left. They went into the wilderness. It was the same problem, like the way like Fagin left. Inter Milan was even worse. They were not winning anything during that period. But so it was more of like they had new owners coming in, buying they were buying players and all the stuff. They were spending money but we're not getting the success on the pitch. 
Now, everything started changing, which actually still resonates with my point with Mount United. When the, the Chinese owner came in and went for the best, not one of the best, but the best uh, director of football in Italy, that we're talking of Beppe Marotta. The moment he brought him in, I, was, I said, in my mind, I said, okay, there's going to be changes now. The problem with Italy is the same problem with Man United. This guy is going to come in and there will be changes. And the first thing the guy did, he came in around, Juventus let him leave because he had an issue with Juventus over Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yep. Yeah, he was yep. never in support of the Ronaldo signing. And if you give yourself benefit of insight, I think that was actually, it messed Juventus financially. That's why I, I, yep, I agree. Problem. Right. Not, not just financially, as well as in, like 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 their players, so player yeah. development as well. That's a lie. Yeah. Please, please. I agree. No, I, I, I'm not saying, wait, wait, no, wait, really, wait, it's wait, true. It's wait, true. Now, wait. If you I look agree, at it in the no. grand scheme of wait, things, now. Right now. I agree with the financial issues, but not player development. You cannot so, say because wait, 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 wait. You cannot say because you sign one player, it affects other players' development. You, you literally can't, because that's also what happened at United. How? That's how is that happening? The player one is debatable, but financially, I, messed, I know, no, financially, messed, financially, I agree. Messed Juventus. Yes, I agree. Financially, the player, the player it's one. messed Juventus. Okay, finish your point. And, and Beppe Marotta was even against it financially. was like, it doesn't make sense financially because Juventus were the best team in Italy at that point. So you just, and they were getting to like, later stage of the Champions League. So they needed, I think they needed the player that would make them win the Champions League. But this guy was, uh, Marota was like, based on Ronaldo's age, the value and everything, because it's always about value, value, value. It doesn't make sense. So it caused a lot of rift between them. And it was more of like Marota versus Ronaldo and they had to let him go. Okay. It was bad news for Juventus, good news for Inter Milan. Inter Milan saw this guy and he just picked him up. Now, when they brought him, the first thing he did was bringing in Antonio Conte. That was a very good move. Now, I'll tell you why. Conte is a winner. He has this... He can be annoying. He can complain too much, but because he wants to win. Not at Tottenham, though. Sorry, not at Tottenham, but go on. The Tottenham own, <laughs> the, the Tottenham own is still the same. That's why he's whining like, oh, they're not getting the players he wants. But if you gave him what he wants, he's going to win. It's Conte for you, right? So the moment Conte went there, I said, okay, Marota Conte... And I started seeing this. The, the signings changed all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they were trying to get players, Italian players, Italian young players that were good, the Barrellas, the Sensi, the Bastoni. And I'm like, okay, this is a project that I would love to be part of. Remember, Inter Milan has never won a trophy for 10 years when I joined them. So I didn't join a team that was winning. I joined a team that was struggling, but I could see that it was just a matter of time. They'll get there at the top. They just enter Champions League then with uh, Spalletti, who is, happens to be the manager of Napoli right now. Yeah. Now, Spalletti is a very good coach, but they wanted the winner. So they pushed Spalletti out and they brought in Conte. So when Conte got in, then he was he got the other players. Lukaku was like the final beat. He tried to push for Lukaku. It was difficult because Man United went asking for a lot of money, but they were, were able to get a breakthrough. Then I moved to Inter Milan, and I told someone, I have it, I said, not even someone in the group, I said, I said, in two years' time, we're going to win the league. Some yeah, people laughed. Like, yeah. Why are you saying some, that? 
Yeah, so people will be like, this club has not won anything in the last 10 years. Why do you think? I'm like, don't worry, they're going to win the league. And the first season, we should have, but it's very difficult to change the mentality of players and everything. The first season was more of, okay, let's see. We got, I think we finished second this season. And the upper season, we won the league. So after that, because of the whole COVID and the problem with the league financially, we started selling our players, our top players. We started selling them so that we can balance the book to avoid financial fair play and all this stuff. And even as we are selling right now, it's kind of affecting the, the performance of Inter. If Inter had the kind of money Man United have with Maruta and Conte still at the club right now, trust me, we'll be going for Champions League. That's a fact. <laughs> if we have Man That's United a bold money, claim. Yeah, if we have my United money. If we have the ability to spend 200 to 50 every summer. Because one thing I like about Marota is he doesn't just buy players. He, he knows how to get value in the market compared to a lot of directors out there. You understand? So that's just it. Now, so people say, oh, I left my United. Yeah, I left my United, but I went for a project that I saw something and I felt that my United needed something like that. And in the long run, it proved me right that my United actually needs something like that. Similar. Mm-hmm. Similar like that, yeah. So, question. Um, and I, I know you, you're an Inter fan, and I, I know you follow Roma closely. So, yeah. do you think Roma is going to make top four? Ah, this is a bias show, right? Yeah. I follow Roma closely, <laughs> but I don't want... Roma is one of my threats to Inter right now. To be honest, I feel Roma, if you talk about uh, Roma right now, Mourinho has done a lot of stuff in that team. Really, he has done a lot of stuff in that team. That team is getting close to be. It's not really a 100% Mourinho's team, but you can see like, okay, there are some touches there, here and there. Now, I think... No, okay, normally I'm not going to tag them as a top 14, but due to the form of AC Milan and Juventus be out of the whole picture. They have a chance this season to finish top mm. four. Yeah, no, so Especially it's Juventus being out also. So yeah, uh, it's it's quite I just looked at the table. It's quite tight there actually. So Napoli obviously is well ahead of the bunch and they should win it this season. Uh, yeah. so uh but Inter is second and they've all played all these teams have played uh, 25 games. So Inter second uh, with 50 points, they have the same number of games. Excuse me, uh, Inter 50, Lazio third, 48, Roma 47 in fourth place, and Milan uh, 47 in fifth place. So it's really, really tight. And I mean, I, I know you are an Inter fan and you're pretty confident that you guys will make Champions League next season, but from the at least mathematically and from the way the table is looking, it's not guaranteed. Um, yeah, okay. Inter Milan right now, eh? it's a very tricky situation. I was speaking, we had this discussion on the group. On one, there was another particular group I had this discussion. My United fan reached out to me, I was like, Oh, um, uh, uh, the Glazers are about to say, Are you going to come back to my United? I said, I don't think I, even though I said the Glazers have to leave for me to come back, but I said, I think my United have moved past that. Three years, I've been most close to four years without that. My mind is on ITA right now. Even though we are struggling in terms of financially and performance-wise. And someone said, 
And another person reached out to me and was like, ah, have you, are you seeing, what do you think about Ten Hag? And I said, I categorically said, it was before the service zero loss. I think it was after the Barcelona game, yeah. And I told the person, like, to be honest, it's just there. I'm not, I've, I haven't seen something exciting yet. That was what I said. And it felt like I was 18 because many of these my United fans, when they know I left, they'll be like, oh, he's 18 and everything. I was like, okay, let's bring it into context here. Look at your league. How many points do you have? How many games have you played? Look at my team, Inter Milan. How many points, how many games have we played? And as of the time we checked it, it was... Uh, Inter Milan had more points per game compared to my United. I said, do you know what is happening in Italy right now? As of that moment, we are, there are stories about Inzaghi, who happens to be a manager, going to be sacked. Even the Marotta came and like, oh, the barest minimum is top four. If you don't, if we make top three, we're going to sack you at the end of the season. Or even they are thinking of bringing some other. Yeah, this guy from Brighton, uh, Dzerbi, Dzerbi, yeah, back to Italy. That was one guy I really wanted to. I wanted him to replace um, Inzaghi if Inzaghi leaves. So I was like, if Inzaghi with two points per game. Is being threatened. I don't know why my United fans are so excited about uh, Ten Hag. Less than two points per game, right? I think a lot of the reason why Inter is in this situation is this season we have our away form has been very terrible. If we are not winning, we are losing. We hardly draw. <laughs> If you can look at the table, you see we hardly draw. If we are not winning, we are losing. So that's one. And secondly, um, a lot of injury factors too. So I, I don't want to really blame Zagi. Lukaku was out for too long. Even tonight hasn't gotten from Brozovic, who happens to be a key player for us, was also out for that long. Till now we have gotten these two players back to the form we know they are capable of. Now, Inter finishing top four this season. It's going to depend on our Champions League run. One, if we are going to be in Champions League for long, of course, it's going to have an effect. And secondly, on the form of these two players I just mentioned, Brozovic and Lukaku. Now, these two players are back. Brozovic, as a point, was one of the best midfielders in Syria. But right now, he can't even start for Inter Milan. Because the few matches he started, it was so terrible. Probably due to being out of match rhythm and everything. Or probably because this guy, um, this Turkish guy, Hakan, is playing that role fantastic. You understand? But one thing I also understand is, whether you like it or not, even if a player is playing a particular role, that's not his role. If we can get the old Brozovic back, then we have a chance of finishing top four. Inter Milan on his day can beat any team in Italy on their day. But the problem is we are very, very consistent. Mm. Napoli have lost two matches this season. They lost last weekend to Lazio. The other match they lost this season was to Inter Milan. So it's more of like anything that meets us, we don't know the Inter we are going to get. We can get the Inter that can beat the team or we can get the Inter that can just lose to the mm-hmm. team. So that's the problem we are having right now. But 
The only reason why I feel like Inter is going to finish in top four is because the other teams, the Lazio, the Roma, the AC Milan, they are not really consistent this season. Yeah, only Roma is con- consistent. Yeah. yeah. The only consistent team this season is Napoli. Yeah. 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 In so, so our, our time is fast spent. Okay. So the final question for you, are you guys going to buy Lukaku? <laughs> no, they're not buying Lukaku. According to what the our director said, he said Lukaku will have to go back. He said this. Say Lukaku will have to go back to Chelsea. They will have to go back to to Chelsea and renegotiate another loan deal. <laughs> wow, they are really just passing this brother around. So you understand? We don't have the money. We don't have the money. So I, I think Lukaku shouldn't have left Inter. Honestly. That first time, he should have just first stayed. Time, yeah, yeah. Have just stayed. So, just... Yeah, I think he regrets it too because he said something. I think Henri, Henri told him not to leave. Henri said something like he told him not to leave, but he insisted on leaving. He was Yeah. Right now, Inter is in a situation of financial mess, so we don't really have money to even buy like any player. As I'm even talking to you now, we are going to lose Premier for free. I don't know why no Premier League club are looking after that guy. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, just know that once United, I mean, if yeah. anyway, if let me put if if United gets bought by all those Qatari or Arabians, we are coming to come and carry Marota. Anyways. Thank you for because we are carrying Marota. So hold you tight. Uh, anyways, thank you for for showing up. Um, Obina is going to go through the games coming up this this weekend real quick. You can you can also yeah. It's... So we look we want to hear your thoughts as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, we really enjoyed. It was really informative. Your knowledge of Syria because not many of our not many you know, people follow Serie A as much. Yeah. The Premier League is is the uh, mammoth league that everyone follows. Okay, so um, fresh off uh, the devastating loss to Arsenal uh, this weekend is Bournemouth and fresh off their <laughs> emphatic win over United Liverpool. So first game of the weekend is Bournemouth-Liverpool uh, at Bournemouth's home. Um, so I say Liverpool. I feel a kickoff. Early yes, kickoff, right? Six, yeah. uh, Early kickoff, yes. So, yeah. I feel that they might be the, based on the fact that I think Liverpool is playing Champions League this week, right? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Oh, okay, if they're not playing, I feel like they might be an upset, maybe a draw. Yeah, uh, I say draw too. Yeah. Uh, draw. Okay, so it's draw. Brentford, yeah. Everton, Brentford. I uh, say Brentford. Brentford, easy. Yeah. I actually feel Everton win this game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Leeds, Brighton, 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 mm, Brighton, Brighton. These are really, yeah, Brighton, Brighton. Because okay. I think you have the chance of top four, right? Who, Brighton? Yeah. Uh, no, they're not in top four battle. They are, they are eight, but they can squeeze in you, um, like last space in Europe. Europe, uh, so okay. for like uh, what's it called that, Europa that's, League. That, that's enough motivation. Yeah, and they have two games in hand. So if they win both games, yeah, they're, they're yes, they're, they're definitely yeah, in that top four. Top four talk if they win their two games in hand. Games, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's enough. Yeah, motivation. yeah but I think Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Leicester, Chelsea. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. 
It's very tough for yeah. Before this today's game, I would have gone for maybe Leicester win or draw. But yeah, the confidence two games straight. Yeah, because because Chelsea has they have quality. Chelsea have quality. quality. Yeah, just have confidence. Yeah, just confidence and everybody just sitting down and putting their heads together. I think I think Chelsea is going to win this. Chelsea will win. Chelsea will win the game. I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll give it to them. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, Tottenham, Nottingham Forest. Okay, let, home. yeah. Let, let, let me tell you a funny story about Tottenham. So, in the four games that they, that that they nominated Conte for for Manager of the Month, the only one that he was on the sidelines, they lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine it's a scam actually, but but he should be back this weekend. So he's uh, back again. He's gonna they're gonna lose. <laughs> no, but but he's at their home stadium. I think. That, their home stadium form is pretty good, uh, so oh, it's actually not pretty. It's not, it's not, it's not fantastic, but they seem to at least with the support of their fans, they seem to be yeah. better than yeah. Even and, they still lose there. And the thing is, Tottenham they are so inconsistent. You don't know what, yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to predict for this one, but I need, I, I need to just speak, say something, right? Yeah, I think I'll just speak Nottingham Forest. Honestly. Oh really? Yeah. Bold one. How about I, you? I think um, the game we're going to end the draw. Uh, I, I think as so much as too. I hate it, yeah. I say as much as I hate them, I I say Tottenham will win. Yeah, I I see a draw too, but I'm sticking my head out to do a Nottingham Forest win. Hmm. Palace City. This is a tricky game for City, in my opinion. Uh, away at see. Palace, away at a City, away at Palace. See, I've always said it. Eh? <laughs> see that. Uh, what game did they lose? I've always said it. Every game for City in this EPL is a final. So I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to know what's wrong with them. If they're not winning it, they should just. In fact, by now they should have just typed Pep Sacreta. <laughs> Any game you lose, just pen, just sign it and just leave. I don't <sighs> care. I don't care. They need to win this game. So City. I see. I see. I see. Drop up because Vieira too will do it for his, for us now. Okay. I see it draw. Okay, Palace City, Palace is at home. That stadium is can be very tough for big yes. teams. Yes, you know, can be very tough ground for big teams. Yeah, the late Saturday kickoff, right? Yeah, yeah. I see a draw. I see a draw. Yeah, uh, the Tony here is over. Wow, full up us now. I mean, I mean, I see a draw. Huh? I see a draw. Hmm. Okay. Well. Oh, I'm lost to Bright. Yes, no. From Brentford. Yeah. Brentford. Yeah. 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 It's a London debut, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Oh. It's a London debut. Mm-hmm. But ah, Arsenal should win this game. Arsenal, Arsenal will win this game. Yeah. Mm. Arsenal should be beating them. But Arsenal. expect Fuam goalkeeper to be on top form that day. No, Leno, boy, is our basket. We know him. We know him. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Expect him to be on top form that day. That's fine. We know all these cheap tricks now. Why we sell them? So, but yeah, yeah, no, I expect an Arsenal win. My United Southampton. My United will win. Yeah, yeah, yeah win. Southampton. So, yeah. so that game can go two ways. Either we struggle to win. It's Old Trafford. The win. Yeah, yeah. Either we struggle to win or we win convincingly. Boys, Old Trafford will win. Yeah, yeah. United will win. Sorry, I see Southampton. Can I be to United? Yes. Let's be serious, please. You can't even say draw. Let's be yes, serious. let's be serious. I'm, just, I'm telling you what I what I think. What okay, no problem. I mean, <laughs> no problem. Uh, West Ham, Aston Villa. 
This is another tricky one. Where win? I see Villa, man. <sighs> Honestly, West Ham is just, I don't understand. Like, they're just going to pan down. I want to go to West Ham. Good form against Villa. I can't remember the yeah. last time. Yeah. 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 I think they're like fast form always coming to play. But yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then Newcastle Wolves. Okay. Mm. Newcastle have, have not won for a very long time. They are yes. due a win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, doing. so what do you think? Yeah, I think for the last five games they haven't won anyone, right? Yeah. At some point, even with the poorest of the form, at some point you have to win a game. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless you are, okay, no, actually, but on unless you are Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even at Chelsea, at some point you have to win the game. So that's true. That's true. That's so, true. so what are, what are you saying, Newcastle? I say I Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. I say Wolves one zero. Really? Yeah. Because right. mm. Newcastle, they are, they are done. No, they are done this season. They are due away. They are yeah. done. They are done this season. They are done. So, mm-hmm. um, in our in a, in a usual fashion, we have to talk about the flop of the week. <laughs> we have <laughs> to. Week. Huh? The flop of the week? Yeah. Yeah. It must be a player or manager or what? It can be a team. It can be a player. Usually, we do we do teams. Ah, okay. We know the answer. <laughs> yeah, we know the answer. I mean, we know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> we know the answer. <laughs> we don't need to mention names. So, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for coming for the show. <laughs> thank you for your prayers, supporting United. Even though, I know, one of those things, yeah, you're about to say, God know, all on me fishy. Like God knows what he's doing, it happens. So <laughs> I, have, I have one last question for my the my United fan here. Okay. What do you think is the minimum like for you guys this season? Um, not for uh no education. No <laughs> 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 <Any> education. <laughs> if you don't educate, I'm fine. Like I'm really really okay with it. No, they, but but on the serious note, serious note, I've always said it, and I'll say it again. Top four is like we need. To, see, I don't want us to be in that Europa Conference League, Europa League, Champions League or nothing. One and against Liverpool, I, from the beginning, I think I was I, I texted uh, Obina. I was telling him that I'm not really concerned about this game. Yeah, I wish I. So the thing is, I was expecting I mean like a two-one loss or you know if it's three-zero, I can I'll have to it. But that's seven-zero, man. Ah, oh, was a lot. So yeah. for me, top four. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, because but next season, I uh, know I'm, I'm in the same Chikoto with with Tenag. Like, I'm <laughs> so you must, you must compete for the league. We must compete for the league. I don't care what happens, I don't care if all the players have uh flu, COVID, somebody has I don't know, whatever happens, I don't care. We must compete for the league. Yeah. But this season, tough for sorry. <laughs> Competitors. Anyway, um, this was another lovely episode. Uh, please, as always, share, share, and you know, get your people to listen and to join the conversation. Also, follow us on our various social media uh, handles. Um, on Twitter is at Bias Footy uh, Takes. Abishan, remember at Bias Footy Takes. Yeah. Yeah, and then on Instagram, Bias Footy at Bias Footy. Yeah, and then. Instagram 
it's uh bias underscore footy dot uh look at this man i just i just seen different things it's bias <laughs> underscore football underscore ticks you created uh, it it's just a mouthful anyways thanks mamos where 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 can people connect with you on instagram and twitter oh okay um it's at uh my east my twitter is at satinos um uh, S A T I N O Z. Okay. Yeah. How about your Instagram so they can, they can see your fine face? Give me bills for you see. If you give you bill from America, you never can uh, tell. Instagram is at uh, mams underscore E G. M A M Z underscore E G. Wait, are you married? No, 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 I'm not married. Okay, okay. I think I know you're gonna put in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for thanks for staying away. Thanks for coming too, yeah. <laughs> And then right, no, thank chill, you. Chill, chill, chill to next week now. <laughs> <laughs> thank all you right, for, for supporting right. United and your prayers. <laughs> thank you all. It's, it's all, right. all love. It's all love. More love, let's go. More love, let's go. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah, bye. bye. Okay.